All right, folks. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Bucks of America podcast. I am your host, Jeff Vance. Now, every year, about this time of year, I always do something with the bow hunting league because of their notoriety, their 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 community, their what they've kind of been doing is kind of is groundbreaking from anybody else that's really out there. And we're gonna ask some pretty good questions here. But Ben thought it'd be a good idea here about a, about a three weeks back to have the ladies behind the bow hunting league. Now, all three of these ladies have a primary objective that have really helped Ben and Matt out to take some weight off of their shoulders to kind of bring Bow Hunting League into the next level for him. So this way, then he can enjoy his life because we all know when you're building or building something, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy to go from point A to point B to point C. So the questions that I have, I have a list of them here. So my guests tonight, I have Lori, Rachel, and Becca. I want to make sure we, we got that correct because Becca does not like her maiden or her, her traditional name. So we'll get that squared away here. So getting get, getting it right off the get-go here is whoever wants to start. We have three here. Where are you all from? I'll start. Okay. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Lori. I am from Lucinda, Pennsylvania. It's Western Pennsylvania. So basically... We are literally two hours between Erie and Pittsburgh. I'm just outside of Cook Forest. I'm outside of Allegheny National Forest. I have never left the town. I am a Lucindian diehard. <laughs> um, my family owns a local gun shop, Route 66 Sporting Goods. We are one of the sponsors of the Bow Hunting League as well. So I've been there since we got the store back long story um so i've been there for 19 years this year and i don't plan on leaving anytime soon <laughs> awesome uh hi i'm rachel and i am born and raised in pennsylvania as well in western pa um i'm actually originally from butler which is about an hour hour and a half from pittsburgh um i recently moved to the clarion mayport area so now i'm only 45 minutes away from lori <laughs> Um, and that, that's about it. We, we've always lived in the country areas and always been outdoorsy out here in Pennsylvania. And all right, Becca. <laughs> well, I'm Becca. And if you can't tell from my awful accent, I'm from South Alabama, uh, Southern Mississippi area. Um, I moved to, um, Tennessee about eight years ago when I married my husband. Um, and we live we live in a little bitty speck on the map town. So we get, we get all the country living out here. Oh, wow. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> you think so until you need something. And then, True. then you got to drive 45 minutes somewhere to get it. Yeah. We're only like 20 minutes from town. So it's not too bad. <laughs> but it is, it is nice. We, uh, I really love where we live. That's great to hear. So then it's nice to hear that you guys have all can maintain as a staple of your guys, all of your communities and such. So I, myself, I've boomed around. I've been all across this country. I've lived down in Oregon. I've lived in Nevada. I've lived in Arizona and Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, all the way out to um, spend some time even in Wyoming and Colorado. So I've had a chance to be a very transient lifestyle. Now I'm actually called Wisconsin home just because it, I like the, the, the climate, I like the opportunities to go hunting, and I have a, and it's just, it's just, the, it is literally the, uh, the outdoorsman's mecca when it comes down to hunting and fishing and duck hunting. Like we got the best of everything, especially we got one of our premier sponsors, HHA, which is I, I read through Ben's 
post earlier today that he said it's because I was able to put him and Chris Ham together. It's kind of blossomed into a beautiful uh, spider web. Is that is a is a, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal something from Chris because Chris is always known to introduce people to grow their each other's spider webs and just keep on building and building and building. So that's what I am. I like to build the communities. It's just kind of how, how it all works in my world here. So next question for you ladies, like, why did you guys start hunting? Out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, why is it out of spite, Becca? Okay. So here, here's what ha happened. Um, I had picked up archery with my husband um, about two years ago. Uh, he took me along with him to a 3D shoot and I was his backpacker. I carried his stuff all over the dang course. And I was like, if I'm going to be doing this, I want to also participate and um, shoot. So I picked up archery, um, just 3D shoots um, in the beginning. And then I got to where I just loved to shoot and wondered if I had the skill to be able to actually go take an animal and um at first I was like I was I was on the fence about it I've never liked hunting a whole lot but I was still really curious about trying it for myself and my husband was like you will never kill an animal you won't do it you won't get out there and that immediately set me off to I was going to go kill a deer or some animal it didn't matter what what kind at that point so and he would, he said, um, I said, okay, I'll go with you. And he's like, no, I'm not taking you. So <laughs> then I was like, well, fine, I'll go by myself. So I ended up, the first time I went bow hunting, I went with my mother-in-law. She actually took me. So we get to hold that over his head. Um, and didn't, I didn't get a deer that time. I went a couple of more times and ended up getting my first doe um, at the end of December. And so I was, um, I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> Heck yeah. So you, how long you've been hunting then? Uh, three months at that point when I shot the doe. <laughs> so do you start like in 20? I, I started, um, I started 3d course, I think at the very beginning of 2021 and then started hunting at the end of the year. I, I waited. I didn't, I think I went on my first hunting trip in November. Of 2021, so while you've you've only had a a, a, sh a very short amount of time getting behind the string, then, so what are some of what was uh, what would, went through your mind when the doe showed up and gave you an opportunity? Oh, I, I completely blanked. That was the the weirdest thing. I was like full drawn and I was ready to shoot, and I completely forgot everything I had learned up until that point. And it was like I panicked because I didn't know. I was like. Well, should I shoot? Can I shoot? I don't think I can shoot. Like I literally could not let go of my release at that point. And finally <laughs> something clicked and I was able to finally get my release back far enough that I, um, I shot and I thought I had missed her because when I shot, I did not realize that deer dropped so low and could turn so fast. So I actually, um, I sat there for a few minutes cause I was like, I completely missed her. And I text my husband. I was like, I just shot at a deer. I missed it. He was like, are you sure? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And he's, he's like, well, go ahead and get down and go look. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I get down and I walk over there and I have him on the phone. And I was like, there's nothing here. And about the time I said here, I found this giant like splatter pattern across the ground. And I was like, oh, 
apparently I did hit her. And so I got super excited and I was freaking out and I was like, I have no idea where she's gone. I had a pretty decent shot on her from what I could tell. So um, he came over there and helped me track her down. And she laid, I think, I think maybe 50 yards, maybe. Oh man, that's a great, great shot place for yourself. So whose voice was in your head at the time you pulled that trigger? There was nothing. Really? There was nothing there. Like when I needed to remember like my mechanics and where to anchor in anything, it was nothing. It was dead silent. The one time I needed my brain to be talking to me was nothing. (laughs) That's awesome. I, I had a podcast with Kayla and Julie here a few weeks back. And they both said their husbands were going through their mind about how to anchor, how to draw back, make sure I breathe, all, all this stuff. And it's like, I was kind of curious, like, who was in your head when you were, when you drew back? Nobody. The only time that at one point um, that I was actually hunting out of a saddle and I was not very high. Um, and the only time I remember somebody's voice in my head was the doe came and ran up behind me and I could not see her. And in my head, this deer is breathing down my neck. Like it's right, just like right up on me. I can't turn around. I can't do anything. And um, our friends that uh, we hunt, we shoot with, all I could hear in my head was like, don't look him in the eye. And so I'm like trying to like strategically turn around and hoping this thing doesn't blow like behind me. Cause I'm at, I'm pretty convinced I'd die of a heart attack at that point. And I remember turning around and I just looked this thing like dead in the eye and I'm like, this is not good. I'm not going to get this. <laughs> We're just staring at each other. So that was the only time I heard somebody's voice in my head. <laughs> that's awesome. Now you're the only female I know that's actually gets up in a, in a um, saddle. Tell me about your experience with it. That was the last time I hung it out of the saddle actually. Um, and I mostly because I'm <laughs> the first time I tried it, a, a very stupidly tried to learn how to do it like 10 minutes the day before and I was like I got this this is fine I can do this I get to the where I was gonna hunt and I completely forget how to set up anything and so I get maybe five feet off the ground maybe that hop thank god no higher and my um carabiner flips and when it did I didn't have it latched and so it dropped me out of the tree oh no that's scary (laughs) it scared me so bad um, so I actually hunt out of a, um, a climber now because I figure if I somehow clown out of a climber and fall to the ground, I probably deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of metal there. I should not make it that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. So Lori, Rachel. I'll go. Um, so back when I was little and younger, um, my parents hunted a little bit. I, uh, we just did rifle hunting and it was very like first day. And that was about it. Like we were the first dayers and, um, I didn't really get into it much when I was younger. And then, um, I got older. I really wanted a bow, like something striked me. I was like, you know what? I just, this seems interesting. I I want to, I want to do this. So at this point I was like 16 my dad bought me a bow and mind you, like he had no idea, like they, they had no idea about archery hunting. They're like, here, um, here you go. Happy birthday. Um, have at her, you know, <laughs> um, I, 
<laughs> Thanks. So I just started to shoot my bow. I never took it out hunting. I was in my backyard just shooting at 20 yards and just like, wow, this is really fun. I really like doing it. And then um, as I even got older, after I graduated high school, I started hunting with my cousin and he started getting me back into it. I'm like, wow, this is this is fun. Like, I really like going out in the woods. I like going in a tree stand. Like this is, this is peaceful. Um, but then I, I sort of stopped again and I finally met my boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) back in, uh, 20, (laughs) 21, I met my boyfriend and he was a big hunter hunter hunted since he was like I, I don't even know wearing diapers still at this point I felt and <laughs> I feel like he's still in diapers yeah <laughs> yeah Lori's known him for a while <laughs> a long time and um <laughs> he's still trying to get him house broke at this point <laughs> <laughs> and uh he and he's like well if you want to do it and you're interested I'll take you out so he took me out that year of 2021 in the fall. And I just, I fell in love with it. And he showed me actually, you know, how to properly shoot. And I got into different, a a different release and just, he introduced me to so much. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is like, I've been missing out for so long. And it was, it was the best thing ever. And I have been now more of a diehard with him. I think he's created a monster (laughs) to be honest, like, (laughs) um, but yeah, it's, it's great. And that's now I, I hunt all the time. He bought me a bow last year, a new one. Cause I've had my same bow that my parents bought me for how long. And he's like, you need an upgrade. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And, um, last year, last fall, I actually shot my first deer ever and with my bow and we got to see that it was awesome I yeah she did I I instantly uh texted the girl chat that Becca and Lori were in and I was like guys I I shot a doe like I a deer down deer down I balled I balled I remember when (laughs) I shot the deer and before this I uh missed a doe before this a week ago before I shot this one and I I put my bow down and I was like I looked at my boyfriend because he still hunts with me in the same tree and I was like did I get her he's like yeah he guard give me the bow before you drop it (laughs) 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 so and yeah ever since he got me into it though that's I've loved it ever since and I will forever hunt this is the year that me and Rachel get our first books. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you for sharing that story then. So Lori. Okay. So I have been hunting since I was 11 because I have a fall birthday. So it works out. I get to hunt before. And so I started off rifle hunting. I actually got my dad back into hunting quite a bit because we were hunting buddies like go out first day we have a tree stand that he built and everything to the point that we have in the stand the years and how many deer have been shot out of it how many buck and it's just it always been like our thing so I shot my first buck out of there I 
actually shot most of my buck out of there. I got a three and a four point, and then I'd got my doe and I went to college, kind of quit hunting as much. I'd go out when I could. I was the kid walking across campus in their muck boots and camo, <laughs> getting like dirty looks from everybody. And I'm like, yo, you're going to school in Clarion, like get used to it. <laughs> everybody in the area goes to Clarion and we all hunt. Like this isn't new. The professors were used to it at this point. But as the store got busier, obviously our busy time is hunting season. So I would make sure I would work so everybody else can go hunting because that's, I'm not a diehard. Like my top priority is my family and my household and my job. And then if I get time to hunt, absolutely. I'll go out. I'll sit in my blind for a few hours and just kind of chill. Um, unlike my husband, who is, he loses <laughs> sleep over hunting. Like, <laughs> I, I can't imagine. So I got my first, like, big girl bow. Because I had a mission craze. It was blueberry riser. They're custom aluminum anodized dipped riser that they had for like one year I never shot it ever I was gonna start doing like 3ds and I didn't shoot it so I finally got my big girl bow my Matthews avail and Wayne took me hunting my first time archery hunting in eight 18 and we were shooting we were hunting on a family friend's property and I shot my first archery buck a decent little nice eight point I was happy I got mounted (laughs) it's actually hanging at the shop and he was so mad at me before we went hunting because he calls me he's like we're gonna go out we got into a huge fight on the way over to the blind because I am deathly afraid of height so I ground hunt (laughs) well I got the deer and we were all excited and the next year came I didn't see anything well 2020 rolls around it's October I am now 20 weeks pregnant he calls me he says I'm coming to pick you up we're gonna go out to your brother's property and we're gonna hunt and I said okay I'll get ready I passed out on the couch like I was pregnant I was tired (laughs) so I fell asleep. He rolls in. I'm sleeping. And he like looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? Like, we have to go. It's going to be dark in like an hour and a half in the blind. So we get into a huge fight. We almost didn't go to my brother's property. We almost went to the family farm, which at the time was like right across the road from our house. And I said, no, we're going to my brother's house where I want to go. That's where you've been seeing the deer because he's been running trail cams for me and scouting Mm -hmm. for me. And we get out there and I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm uncomfortable. I'm playing on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just did not care. I didn't. So we're sitting there in silence because I'm mad at him. He's mad at me because I made us late because I was sleeping. And I put my phone away and I'm just like looking at my bow that's laying on my lap and he's like big buck big buck (laughs) 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 all right whatever like pull your bow back 
Okay. All I see <laughs> in the main window of the blind is brown. Because I couldn't see the head. All I saw was the body. So I knew I needed to shoot out of the left window, which is like this big. Because it's the door side. I see antlers. I see body. Okay. Didn't look see how big it was. I knew it was a deer. So I shot it. <laughs> and he goes. That's a deer. I just should have yeah. shoot it. He's like, that was the big buck. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and he's like recording me because he was filming and everything. And he's like freaking out. And he's like, and how far along are you? And I'm like, I'm 20 weeks pregnant. <laughs> and I look out because I knocked this deer off its feet. Have, mind you, I only shoot 42 pounds. It was a 33-yard shot with my good old Uncle Ted's, which are at this point lobbing at 30 yards because they're so heavy. And I look out. The deer laid down across the soybean field. And I see it get back up. And I'm like, wait, it got back up. It got back up. He's like, where? Where? Because he didn't see it. Well, I watched it go down into the woods and he ended up calling his dad, his buddies. I went down to the house, to my brother's house. I ate. (laughs) (laughs) I told him I shot a really big deer. So we started tracking and couldn't find anything. We started watching the footage back because he wasn't 100% sure where I'd hit because my knock didn't work. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, right? Which is not the first time I had that happen. It happened with my first year also where my knock actually blew out the back end whenever it hit. So then we start making phone calls. He was actually messaging um, some different guys in the bow hunting league, sending them the video footage saying, hey, is this deer dead? And everybody came back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Called a couple local people that have dogs. Nobody could come out, showed them the footage. They're like, that deer's dead. So it's like 10 o'clock at night, still hadn't found no blood, nothing. We went back in at eight in the morning and had a kind of idea of where it had entered at. And I told both guys and they start walking because they were going to do a grid search at this point. And I'm like waddling through the woods. Because I was the size of a whale the entire time. And next thing I know, my father-in-law is screaming, running through the woods, yelling, Ohio's next. And I'm like, I'm assuming you found my deer. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get overly excited about really anything. And I get down and I'm just like, holy crap. Like this thing's massive and you just start looking at it. And I ended up shooting a 15 scoreable point buck. Holy smokes. Yeah. 163 inches, 20 weeks pregnant, 20 weeks pregnant. (laughs) My son is my lucky charm. 110%. And there were two different names for this deer. And at the time we didn't know the second name. So the first name that one group of people on one side of the creek had it named Brutus. 
Well, we had our baby announcement, announced the name of our son, which is Maverick. And then literally later that week, found out the people on the other side of the creek nicknamed the deer Maverick. <laughs> I'm just like, that's awesome. You, you can't like make this up, but yeah. I haven't shot anything since. <laughs> I feel like you ended on a high note though. I mean, I almost had a really good um, eight point last year, but I just didn't have like a super great shot on it. And that was totally on me. So that's okay. <laughs> Next time. I'm the same boat you are, Lori. I am not a tree stand person, but I am started to look into doing uh, uh, doing the saddle hunts myself, but I'd rather just do the ground and pound. There's a guy named uh, Pat Newcomb. He takes the, the Newcomb blind. It's just three pounds, breaks down within seconds, and you can ground and pound with the thing. It's really easy to work with. But I, I, actually, I currently own is a ghost blind, and she loves it. I like it. My wife likes it too as well. My wife's in the chat right now on YouTube, and she's saying <laughs> she, one, of her, one of her remarks was she's always on her phone. It's like, yeah, she's not wrong. <laughs> It just after a while, I have the attention span of a two-year-old, and now having a two-year-old, I know what that means. <laughs> and I just, my issue is, like, I sit there, and I'm like, oh, I could be home. I could be doing this. I could be doing yes. this. I should be doing this. <clears throat> and, like, I'm talking, I'll, like, talk to Wayne about it, and he's like, you just need to let it go. And I'm like, that's not how that works when you have a family business. Like, I have stuff to do. <laughs> It's so, hard to let it go. It is. It is. <laughs> I struggle with the same thing. I have one. a five-year-old and like oh, anytime I'm in the sand, I'm like, I really should be at home doing laundry or getting yeah, clothes exactly. together or getting groceries. Like it's really hard to turn all that off when you're out in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of us has to be the serious one. So I wait the other one can <laughs> go have fun. And like, that's, I make sure that everything's taken care of. So like he can travel and hunt so that way he can go and do what he loves to do. So you're such a good wife. I have my <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he probably says <laughs> you'll have these all these big jobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Raising two kids is hard. He's one of them. <laughs> so true especially now since since men have adult money it's like i can buy adult things it's like then you look at your wife it's like she either gives you the nod up the nod down it's like well that depends on what how much money i'm spending today but there's exactly everybody in the chat says congratulations on a stud so and especially having a being 20 weeks pregnant with the boy and killing a 163 is just insane well i looked at my doctor because of course he's a customer at the shop who isn't anymore around the area like they all know me to see me anywhere I go so I don't go anywhere (laughs) but he come in I looked at him I said if I don't shoot a deer in archery season can I shoot my high power he looked at me he said absolutely not and I said well we're earmuffs and he's like no he's like the fluid around the baby just makes all the sound even more amplified and he's like you can actually create hearing loss oh wow pre-birth and i'm like crap that's a problem (laughs) yeah and of course like you know like you can only you're only allowed to lift like 25 pounds while you're pregnant 
So it makes it really hard. And I looked at them and I said, I'm pulling my bow. It's over 40 pounds. Is that okay? And he's like, yes, because you already have those muscles going. So you don't have to worry about that. And you're using your upper muscles instead of your abdomen. So it's not so bad. So good thing I shot my deer. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I had no idea that that would actually cause a fetus to go in, to lose hearing because of a discharge of a high power rifle. So it's like, had no idea. I didn't either, but as the further you get along, they obviously start developing like ears and stuff like that. So then it made sense after he explained it. I was just like, well, what if I like wrap my stomach in blankets? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to come it's up a big muffle. <laughs> because I was so excited. Like I was actually getting some extra time off because of being pregnant. So that way I wasn't on my feet all day because it's nothing for me to run 50 hours a week. But I was getting some extra time off. I wanted to do the local turkey shoots. I wanted to do my 22 shoots. I wanted to hunt rifle. And <laughs> I got told no. So I had my bow and it worked out. Good thing for good thing for dad getting you back, getting you into hunting exactly. and having a fall birthday. See, my birthday is in, in the end of November. So a lot of times I'm, I always had that week off because it's Thanksgiving. Start usually when you're in school, Thanksgiving, and you have the rest of the week off all the way up and sometimes until the 30th. So it's like, this is great. And now as an adult, it's like, well, now just my my uh, my rutcation or well, it'll be second season depending where you're at. But this year, I got I got uh, at the open season in the Dells there. Travis Baker, he's out of Illinois. He would he normally does a giveaway for a archery hunt down there in Illinois. So I got drawn. So. I'm going to be spending my, my rutcation down there in Illinois going after a, hopefully a big, nice look of stud. And he's got some 160s, 180s out there. So it'll be amazing. I'm, I'll be happy to shoot something bigger than a, than a 130. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be definitely thrilled. So either regardless, be, especially being a, a out of state hunting hunt. Now, my next question is, uh, since we got done talking about all your pluses and, and, and your positive moments here, what's your biggest failure either in hunting or archery? vice versa and what did you learn from that failure um i'll go first being that i just kind of left off on it so last year it was my first time actually getting a chance to shoot a deer by myself because i like having a hunting buddy it gives me someone to kind of like before the deer come out talk to a little bit and it gives me an extra set of eyes because up until a couple weeks ago I probably should have been wearing glasses and I haven't been. So I can't see deer super, super well far away coming in because everything just blurs together. Um, but last year I had been watching this buck for maybe a week. I'd seen him the week before and then I had a chance to hunt a couple nights the following week and he was coming in and I knew where he's coming in at. He was coming in to my right out of another field and he would always like loop back and around the soybean field on a small grade that I could just see his antlers well the one night he started double back and I'm like these doe are starting to come down past in front of my blind and I said that's perfect so this deer started coming down and I'm ranging it 
and he's like 50 yards away and my max is 30 just because I run such a heavy arrow I was running 350 grains which is slightly excessive for my poundage and my draw but I wanted to make sure it hit hard and um he finally started to cross in front of me but he's still just a touch too far away so I was hoping he's gonna follow the rest of the deer and go to my left this is the same field I shot the big deer out of and same scenario I was gonna have to shoot out of the little window well luckily I had my door open because when he was at the window he still touched too far and he started walking towards me a little bit and I was shooting through the door so I leaned back and I'm like this at full draw and I'm like one more step I'm literally like whispering to myself because I have to talk myself through these things and I shot I saw my arrow go I knew I hit the deer I get out um after it gets dark because I'm watching this deer it ran it stopped and then just started walking off and it's just standing there it's like king of the mountain watching over the field and I'm sitting there it's like 30 minutes after shooting hours and I'm like I need to get out I don't even care at this point because I thought I missed even though I knew I hit it and I go over and I start looking for my arrow couldn't find it couldn't find it I ended up with a gut shot which really bummed me out because I had never had a shot like that before. I am notorious apparently for hitting arteries um, on my deer, which is stupid. I know it's such a bad thing. I need to do better with vital shots, but I always end up hitting arteries instead. But we wait until the morning and we finally found some blood in the soybeans and it looked bubbly like I maybe hit one of the vitals well they I didn't track it I was watching Maverick because I had him on my way to daycare and my father-in-law and Wayne were tracking it and they tracked it four five hundred yards they have real good blood trail and then nothing a real good blood trail and then nothing and they were like, this deer's dead, but it just disappeared. And we made sure all the property owners around knew that we were looking for this deer. We were waiting for vultures to come up and nothing. And I looked at everybody and I said, I don't care how long it takes. I said, if someone finds this deer, I will tag it because it was the first one that I'd actually got to shoot by myself but it's my biggest outcome from it is just waiting for a better shot because he was still walking actually get it to stop whether you do like a merp to get it to stop and look or whatever and then shot placement because obviously I like dipped my bow I did not have good follow-through on it for to shoot that low because I like skimmed the bottom and yeah I was just super disappointed <laughs> it was kind of disheartening it was really hard for me to get back out into the blind after that I had some people kind of being jerks about it oh I give so. you credit though going out by yourself because I haven't done that yet yeah. I've always had Cole as my 
like security blanket. Wayne so. has been kind of forcing me. <laughs> oh, I already got the rude awakening that I'm getting forced this this fall. So <laughs> you can just come hunt with me. We'll hunt together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this year goes, I guess. <laughs> so Rachel, how about yourself? Okay, so I got two. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you the serious one first. So um, so this was last fall when I was saying about that I missed my first deer ever. So I was sitting there stuffing my face with snacks because <laughs> I love snacks, <laughs> especially in the tree stand. And I'm not even paying attention and we're just sitting there and uh, Cole was actually in his saddle behind me on like the other side of the tree, but he could like poke his head around and I could hear him. And he was still like coaching me at this point, like, you know, Hey, I see deer, like stand up. Well, all of a sudden this doe comes out of nowhere. She was by herself and I'm just like, munching not paying attention just looking around like you know and I hear Cole Rachel what stand up I'm like huh stand up why am I standing up stand up I'm like huh I'm like (laughs) why why are you yelling at me to stand up dear stand and then like I look over to my left I'm like oh crap deer and I didn't have my bow was still hanging up I'm trying to stuff my snacks into my hand muff at this point not trying to make a sound I'm looking at the deer and I'm like oh and he's like wait till she looks away to grab your bow and I'm like okay so then at this point I'm like shaking I'm like okay look away she looks away hurry up grab my bow and at this point, I, I've got the jitters and everything. And I'm just like, oh, oh God, like there's, there's a deer in front of me. And I have my bow in my hand, like, oh. <laughs> it's really like, happening. <laughs> yeah. Cole's like, okay, draw back. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I should do that. <laughs> draw back. I'm like, okay, I need, to, I need to settle down. And all I can think of, and this is a thing that we all say in um, our family is, hips lips grips i'm like hips lips grips hips lips grips. okay don't punch the trigger breathe oh wait put your hand down don't put your finger up don't shoot your finger off okay um i'm like saying all these things in my head i'm trying to listen to cole and i'm shaking and this doe's looking right at me i'm like uh i'm like just walk a little bit i'm like okay don't punch the trigger don't punch the trigger don't punch i keep saying that and i'm like uh and and um, she finally walks and Cole actually goes met and stops her. And I'm like, Oh, this is my cue. Like I got to go. I got so excited. I punched that trigger. I missed her. Cause she just did like the whole jerk head thing. She hurt. She's like, Phew. I'm like, Oh, and then she's walked away. And I'm like, so my lesson there was listen to your boyfriend, significant other, your hunting partner. When they tell you to stand up, don't ask questions to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> My other um, failure here was the first time I ever went hunting with Cole, deer hunting. And again, I brought snacks. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, I didn't really know what snacks I was allowed to bring. Like, I didn't realize that there was noisy snacks. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about that. And I thought it was a good idea to bring a fruit roll up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and mind you, I didn't keep it like in my, like in a backpack or a fanny pack. I just kept everything in my hand muff. Okay. So 
obviously my hands are getting hot in that ham muff and I was holding that fruit roll up. That's disgusting. So it got, it got warm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, this is a perfect time to eat. There's nothing coming around. It's pretty quiet. Like we've been in the stand for a cut, like, you know, an hour or two. I'm hungry. I start to open it up and I'm like, oh, Cole's not yelling at me yet. So I must be okay. And I start to, I start to peel the fruit loop away from the, <laughs> the, pla- the plastic. And all you hear is. <laughs> and I'm like, I keep doing it slow. I'm like, oh, this is really loud. And all of a sudden, all I like turned my head a little bit. And at this point, um, I was actually behind Cole and Cole was in front of me and trees on our hang ons. And I just see him like look around the tree and he's like, (laughs) really? I'm like, what? He's like, throw it on the ground, get rid of it. I don't care. You're not eating it. I'm like, but I'm hungry. This is my last snack. I don't have any other snacks. He's like, throw it out. So I, um, I did, I threw it on the ground. I was like, I guess I'll pick it up later. I'm like rip fruit roll up. Um, (laughs) but, um, I also learned that now you have to bring quiet snacks (laughs) and quiet bags, bags, which I bought, um, off of Lori actually, um, pampered chef makes silicone bags The like the, um, they're almost like a Ziploc bag and, uh, they are super quiet and that's what I use now. And I put all my snacks out of the wrappers and they go in those bags. So any of those Great. snackers out there uh, that need quiet bags, uh, there you go. <laughs> but overall, um, like I said, just you bring quiet snacks and <laughs> um, always listen to your hunting buddy and trust your gut and don't, I, I know it's hard to, you get that, that fever, that deer fever and you get all excited, but don't rush through it, take your time, breathe, think about, you know, just let it happen. And, you know, just don't rush into it and do what I did and punch the trigger. And I really worked on that when I uh, shot my first deer, I took my time and I breathed and, you know, I didn't punch the trigger and I, I did it and it worked. So, yeah. While you, well, before we speak to Becca here, I went ahead and I went on Amazon just to kind of look for some <laughs> silicone bags out there. Those were thinking about it. It's like, there's a link there. It takes you to a whole bunch of different varieties you can choose from. It's like, that's smart. Cause it's like, usually I use the zipper ones from Ziploc. <laughs> yeah. so like, they work, but it's like, you still, if you're OCD like myself and you spend so much time paying attention to audio, all I really do is like, you hear the click, click. This is irritating yeah. me. Cause like, yeah. if I can hear it, something else can hear it. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Makes me think of when you're in church and you're trying to open a peppermint or something. That's the only <laughs> yeah. thing you hear. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Lord. I just, I need my breast stank. I need peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> so Becca, how about yourself? Do you, what's your biggest, what was, what was one of your biggest failures and what did you learn from that failure? Um, so Rachel can tell you from our girls group, every time I go is a circus. Like I'm comedy relief in our group because I always hunt by myself. Um, so it's been a huge learning curve for me and I have done some of the dumbest things that seem so obvious now, but just I've dropped releases out of my stand. I've, um, I've been incredibly too loud, just moving around too much. It is so hard for me to sit still for long periods of time. So I'll stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Um, picking terrible places to hunt from and most of the time I get up there and I'm like this is a terrible spot but I'm too tired to climb back down and move somewhere else so I'm going to stay right here and it never works out well but um, 
my biggest fail almost made me stop hunting this year um, because I was, um, I was up in a, in my climber. Um, I had not practiced a whole lot from shooting up high to, to the ground. I didn't realize it was such a big difference. Um, and so I was, had a beautiful afternoon. I was sitting there and I saw um, two does come across a creek and come run came running directly under my tree and one of them one of them saw me she saw me move and she turned off and and ran in the other direction but the the second one that was with her stopped what i thought was like 24 yards from me and was looking and i was like oh you messed up like i got you so i i got ready i drew on her i i thought i had a good clean shot I shot, dropped her. And I was like, oh man, I am the greatest thing ever. I just dropped a deer in one shot. That's like, you know, that happens in a lifetime. I was so happy until I heard it start bleeding. And I was like, oh no, I have spined this deer. And so I immediately like climbed down the tree and I get over to the deer. And this is a little deer. Like it's not a fawn, but she definitely was like, a young deer and I just started crying because I had spined her she wasn't going anywhere and I was like I've got like I had to shoot her again and at that point I was like I do not deserve to be hunting like I never want to and I know it happens but for me I never wanted to wound an animal because of poor technique or me being impatient or anything and so the girls in the group had to taught me back up and was like, you can't quit. And I was like, I, I can't do this. I can't just like, I shot a deer that I thought was way bigger because apparently that's a thing. I didn't know like from up in a tree, a deer looks bigger. So I, I almost quit hunting after that because I, I am very big on being very like as humane as possible, taking a deer, you know, as best you can. So that was my, I felt like my biggest fail because I did not, I got, like Rachel said, I got jitters. I got excited. Um, I didn't take the time to really look at what I was shooting, make sure it was, you know, a decent deer. I had a clear shot, you know, any of that. And so my, my biggest fail was being impatient and um, just not taking the time to, to really look at what I was shooting. That is a, you know, we've all been there. I've, I've been in your shoes before too. I mean, I shot a doe this year and I didn't spend enough time in the range testing my arrow flight with the broadhead on it. And so when I shot, when I drew back, and I put my pin right on its vitals, the arrow drifted forward and hit it right in that little gray spot. There's a, there's a, there's a dead zone in the front of the lungs there. If you, you can do a complete pass through, but there's no vitals, there's no arteries, no nothing. And that's what happened to me. And she ran for, for, hundreds of yards we tracked her for four or five hours we even brought it re- uh, so i was i was out there by myself hunting i called reinforcements then he called reinforcements and we and then we just we just couldn't find her but we tracked her but we, we found good blood it's like because there was consistently good blood all the way around but nothing vital so the funny thing is we didn't start tracking her until almost uh, an hour and a half into it so i thought where i put it put the air put the uh, pin at where it went I thought I was like, oh, this is going to be a good spot. But, but then again, you're like, it's just, that's, that was my biggest failure this year was not spending enough time watching my, my trajectory of my arrow at 25, 30 yards out. Now, 
for yourself, you said you it's like you you didn't realize how small she was in state of Alabama. Can you use magnifiers? Well, actually, um, I hunt in Tennessee. Oh, um, I hunt in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, we live in Tennessee. Um, and I I don't know. Um, I've seen people use magnifiers on uh 3D courses, but I've I don't know if it's legal to hunt with magnifiers. <laughs> Yeah, it's really easy to find out. You'll be able to figure that out. I know a lot of places out west, they say you can't use it, but like I know from my experience here in Wisconsin, I can't comment on Minnesota, Wisconsin, or Minnesota, Iowa, or Illinois, but we can. And that's just something that has helped me out when I've seen deer 30, 40 yards away, but they're coming in. I just kind of line it all up and see if I can. And then that's where I can make that general assumption. Like, okay, too, they're too small. I'm going to put my, put my bow down. I don't even go after it. So it's something you can always look into. So just grab the PDF and then just start using the, the, the find feature and looking through that uh, PDF to find if you can find that. Because it's usually always documented properly. So this way it's like no magnifiers can be used. Because I know a lot of, of like the cold shot challenge, a lot of challenges out west that they do for, uh, for archery and stuff for contests that's one of the biggest things you cannot have on your boat to, yeah. to participate. So anyways, I want to move on to our next question here. How has hunting slash archery? Cause I didn't know at the time when I wrote these questions that you all hunted. Someone thought maybe some of you just did 3d archery, but how has it helped your mental health? You go first on that one. Um, I, I love being outdoors regardless if I'm hunting or not. And so being able to go out and just sit, outside and be away from being anything other than a hunter, not being a mom, not being a wife, not being, you know, anything other than just somebody sitting outside enjoying the outdoors has been huge, especially for um, like seasonal depression. Cause in, I, which y'all know we're, we're a bunch of pansies down here when it comes to cold weather or snow and whatever. Um, we don't like going outside when it's cold. <laughs> so having to force myself to to go be outside when it's cold and the weather's miserable um, helps get us through the nastier months. Rachel? Um, cool. Honestly, if that's my escape anymore. Uh, I, I love being able to, if I had a bad day at work or just a bad day in general, if I'm able to go out and hunt and go up in a stand and just sit there even, is it's just everything goes away. I leave everything at my car and I just go in the woods and I'm like, I'm just here. I'm just, there's no stress. There's no nothing. It's so peaceful. That's my main thing about hunting. It's just, there's a release there and that's what's big for me. I feel like I'm kind of opposite. <laughs> if I have, if I'm having like a really rough day at work, it was just like super busy. If I go home, like if I wanted, if I had every intention of going home and like shooting my bow or whatever, I take all of that out on my bow and I like get even more frustrated and I just like, can't. I can I, understand that though, especially yeah. when you're just like, all I want to do is have some good shots. Just like, I just need a couple yeah, of good shots. I just need one. Yeah. that. <laughs> but like during hunting season, I get, I'm a fair weather hunter. Like I like it to be warm, <laughs> yes. not super warm. I get cold extremely easily. Just for the simple fact, I leave work and I hunt in what I wear to work. 
I don't have time to go home, change and stuff like that. So if I'm in jeans and hoodie, I'm going out, I'm hosing myself down in scent killer and I am going in the blind in what I'm wearing. So for me, it needs to be somewhat decent or else I'm just sitting there shivering. But I remember last season, I'm sitting there and I love the fall sunsets. I have one of the most amazing sunsets of my life that I took a picture of on my phone. It is just, I'm like, why can't they all just be like this? Yeah. (laughs) And my other one that I, I actually can like relax and enjoy it and not think about all the other stuff is when it's raining, like a warm rain. Because I love to just sit there and listen to the rain. It's awful for listening for deer, but I like to just sit there and listen to the rain. It relaxes me and usually puts me to sleep. So it works. I don't see how y'all fall asleep hunting. I cannot do it. I, I'm, oh, I have. Yeah, every, I'm, just, I'm too keyed up for it. I can't. <laughs> and so I work until four on Saturdays. I get out. I head straight to the property, which is literally five minutes up the road, which is great hop in the blind. I know I need to be awake by 5 30. Pass out and take a nap. It's so and easy. Awesome. <laughs> so, honestly, like I'm just in a tree. Like I get into my first hour and I'm like, yeah, all right, there's nothing coming. I'm gonna take a snooze. Cole, you let me know if there's anything coming. <laughs> so, it's like, really yeah. bad by yourself because like you don't know what walks by whenever you're by yourself. Which is a little but scary. In a blind, like <laughs> I'm hunting out of a blind chair. There's no arms on it. So I'm either like this hunkered <laughs> over my bow or I'm like, this. <laughs> so it's so easy for me to fall asleep in a blind. <laughs> it's my nap spot. <laughs> I can't help it. Oh yeah. Especially if you have like a 32 axle axle bow. It's like, this is a great little shelf. I'm just going to curl up right here. Just wake yeah. me up when something shows up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We never realized how clumsy I was. I, I have a, a 30 and 30 inch axle by axle, and I swear I hit it on every single bar it, when I get up into my stand, just trying to get it somewhere. <laughs> like, you need a shorter bow. I need a shorter bow, but I'm, I'm holding out for a little bit. I really do need it. This is my first big girl bow, and I'm, I, I, have sentimental value in it and I just can't let it go yet so, that's where I'm at I I understandable I want a new bow real bad but I've shot all my archery with my bow and yep has been I've been to tack with my bow like it's just it's just, but it looks like a clown car with me I'm five foot four <laughs> and I've got like this giant like bow that I towed around but <laughs> If you're looking at getting a shorter bow, look at uh, Gearhead Archery. They make one as small as, I think, 26 axle axle, or maybe even lower than that. I think it's even 24 axle axle. So it's really, really short. And it still cranks. Still, it still has a, a, a 60 pound limb, so you can, you can get out there. I, um, I, I tried a, um, a 27 inch bow, and I was like, I, I had to put it down. I almost walked out of the shop with it because it was so <laughs> light. And it was so easy to maneuver. And I was just like, I really need this bow. <laughs> so moving on into our next segment here, uh, I want to bring into the main topic, which would be our the bow hunting league. 
just give us give everybody a elevator pitch on what each one of you do for Ben and Matt for the bow hunting league. Lori, you're probably our most important person, so you tell me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm on the sponsorship committee. I've just been kind of trying to wrangle everybody um, in on it, kind of. But with me in the family business, like I said, we're a sporting goods store. I do all of the archery ordering. So I have probably more contacts into the business than the average person. Um, my biggest struggle has been my relationship is with my sales rep and I have very strong relationships with them. But once I reach out to them and they proceed to the next person, whether it's the marketing person or the owner of the company, trying to get them to relay the information over has been kind of a challenge. Um, I worked with Ben. I helped him create the media kit. I went to school for advertising and PR. So it's kind of in my wheelhouse. We knocked it out, got it reduced to it has the key information. And if you need expansion on that, that's where Ben comes back into play because this is his baby. It is, he has his entire heart into it. And you can tell. He sure does. Um, yes. <laughs> the, the biggest thing is, is I have reached out to companies such as QAD. I've reached out to Hamsky. I've reached out to Matthews Archery. I've reached out to Thermacell. Um, Oh gosh, I reached out to all of the Faradine companies, which include um, True Fire, uh, wow, brain fart, Rage, <laughs> Muzzy. Um, I've reached out to CBE, Scott. Uh, they have Slick Trick as well because that's an outdoor group. I've reached out to GSM, which has Hunting Made, uh, Hunting Made Easy Equipment, HME, SME. They have, um, gosh, who else do they have? There's just so many companies. I send out the information to my sales rep and I call them and I talk to them on the phone. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like this group of people, it's, it's a family. Like you can get on and you will not find any toxic people on there all no because we, no, we kick them so fast yeah <laughs> like <laughs> you get on and it's people interacting with other people like you're getting questions you're getting responses people are winning stuff and getting it and it's all because of the sponsors and it's the sponsors providing the product so that way the bow hunting league can hand it out for just bow hunting yeah. Like what better can that be? It's just, I, I mean, I even reached out to Hoyt. I reached out to Botech. I reached out to Elite. <laughs> I, I'm trying and I may they not. They can't ignore anything. us forever. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten the name out there. It's just trying to get it reciprocated right. back. I may not have been successful on getting anything back yet, but now that they have the bug in their ear, 
and how quickly it's growing. It's growing over 50% every year now. Yeah. It's, they're gonna one in it is the biggest thing. Right. It's going yeah. down to that point. So hopefully <laughs> my, all of my bugging my salesmen saying, Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, I order a lot of stuff from you. Can you do this for me? Pans out. So yeah. I use that leverage a lot. I would too. Uh, how about you, Rachel? What what is it, what is your elevator pitch for your association with Bow Hunting League? So um I actually just started back in February actually helping with the Bow Hunting League. Uh I got asked to help with the social media. Uh, pages. So I now run the Instagram and a lot of the stories too. Um, they asked me to do it because I am majoring in marketing. And that's my main goal is to uh, be social media marketer. So I help just post and set reminders on the stories all the time. Shout outs to our sponsors and uh any little bits of extra info always is on there. And we also have a big, not a big group, but we have, there's four of us that are all in the social media group that all help each other out. And, um, we create the media, the post and everything and all the content. So it, it does take a lot of time, but we enjoy it. I, I enjoy this so much. And I really love being able to be a part of something because like Lori said, it's like a big family it, and there are so many good hearted members in the bow hunting league. And if you really needed something, any of them would have your back and be like, I'll be out there. I'll fly to Pennsylvania for you. If you, you know, like, and I've made so many friendships through the bow hunting league is my Becca. Like I met her through the deer contest last year. And that was my first year um, being in the deer contest for the bow hunting league. So it, it means a lot. And I am just happy to be a part and being able to help and spread the word for the bow hunting league. Awesome. Becca, how about yourself? Um, so we don't really know what I am. They <laughs> 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 I'm like the I'm like the social media manager slash like sponsor representative. Like I'm, I'm the stickiness that goes between everybody, making sure everybody knows who's doing what, when, where, um, making sure that we're getting content out, kind of planning ahead of what we're going to get done. Um, talking to the sponsors, making sure they're happy, um, connecting them with winners, making sure the winners are happy. So I'm customer service. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Customer service. Well, you sounds like you're the right person for the job here. So I am a motor mouth. So yes, that is the perfect job for me. Perfect. <laughs> and unfortunately, I'm sure Rachel probably sometimes regrets it, but I'm the one that drug her into all this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I found out she was going to school for marketing and I was like, Come on, you got to come with me because I um, I have a visual communications degree. So all the ladies that help run bow hunting league are um, visual communicators. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So what's the biggest challenging you're facing with bow hunting league right now, and how are you tackling it? I got a good answer for this one. Ooh. Participation. So we have our group is massive. I think we have 
is it 47,000 members, Lori, something close to that? 47,000. Yeah, like, whenever I built the kit at the time, it was 46. So that was over a month ago. There's no way it can't be over 47 now. Yes, <clears throat> and constantly growing. But right. I think we had um, close to 4,000 contestants so last year. So we have a, like, a lot of people in the group and try, like, trying to convince them to get involved is, I think, I think one of our biggest challenges because we have plenty of people, but like actually getting people to make a team, sign up for it and participate is, is actually kind of hard to do. I didn't realize it, but, and it's hard to understand because it's free. You don't, right. you don't do yeah. anything. And, you know, we, we, the, the signups are easy. Everything about, or to me, everything about it is simple and you just, right. it really is. You just sign up and you ride with it and you get to meet really cool people. And um, we've, we're really trying to streamline our onboarding process and make it easier for people to find teams and stuff. But if people don't right. sign up, you know, they, they're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. I, I know I've seen how many posts, oh, I didn't sign up on a team, but here's my deer. Yeah. Or I, yes. I didn't have this issue. I didn't get to submit anything and as far as I know um I think my other I don't even know at this point I think my other two teammates may have but you you're didn't you but, have issues uh I don't I don't know Melissa so in my team I didn't get anything Angela didn't but Melissa uh, did she got a bucking from can in Kansas and I don't know if she had issues but I did hear like that there were issues with people submitting deer for some reason not so much that I've but. heard people I guess specifically Wayne his one teammate did shoot a deer but he didn't submit it oh and last yeah. year his yeah. one teammate shot a deer asked mm -hmm. him how many days he had to submit it over a month later, he's like, oh, here's my deer. I want to submit it. And Wayne's like, dude, I think it's a lot past of, the timeline. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people don't. Yeah, we have people who will shoot a deer, a good deer. Yeah. They want yeah. To submit it. yeah. Or it, number two, they submit a deer that they don't have their bow in their picture. And yeah, that's, that's like, what I was going to say. Yeah. Our, one of our number one rules is you have yeah. to have your bow in the picture. Right. And there's, we get disqualifications all the time because people... Yeah don't put their bows in the, the picture. I would say that's probably, as far as once people are entered, that's, those are the biggest issues is yeah. submit your deer, no matter how big or little or times broke off mm -hmm. from recovery, submit it. Thing and looks it's, like it's been through a meat grinder already. Yeah, yeah exactly. We can tell it's a deer and you got, there's a bow yeah. in it. Submitted. <laughs> yeah. And then, as far as like a bow picture, take a selfie, like just go. Click. Yeah. If you're by yourself, just you yeah. could lean it against, or like you said, take a selfie and just get the bow and the deer and yourself in the picture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some of these guys, they, they take like lamer shots. Like oh, when they, yeah. uh, yes. 
Like, like gotta make sure the deer is propped up <laughs> properly and the head's placed just right. It's like, pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. It, is, it looks really good. Yes. <laughs> very yeah, they do. I'm like, wow. Did you have a like personal photographer take that? It looks really yes. nice. <laughs> like, I'll do warrior paint, take a selfie if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do agree. I think that is a lot. That is our major issues that we face for the deer contest it's and that's so just, easy just, and it's a shame yeah because there's like you said there's some really nice deer that people have shot and then they don't submit it's like darn Dang. like your team like, probably could have won you like, could have been in a top 10 team yeah. like, you could have potentially gone to showdown if you would have submitted right. all of your deer yeah and the end goal is to be like your top for your state or to go to showdown because i know um showdown is just an amazing experience for the guys to go to because it's as of right now no women have gone to showdown so it's open to women also it's been all men and it's a giant bro fest Lori I almost thought that I get I think it was Lori Woods who shot her deer early in this season I thought she was going to make it to showdown like her deer was huge right I was Yes, I was. That was a very nice deer. Yes. She was shot. She was shot at her mule deer out of was it Nebraska, or was it Arizona? I think it was Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, because that was a stud. But that was a stud right there. It was in velvet too, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. I use as a, I use that as a thumbnail when I had Ben and Matt on because because it's like <laughs> this is awesome. Even though we 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 addressed the picture, but it's like that's just such a cool thumbnail. It's like it's just, I couldn't not take advantage of uh, yeah. the picture that she took of it and just the, that that smile from ear to ear. You just yeah. like you couldn't ask for a better moment than that. Yeah, we have some we have some excellent lady killers in in the group. Like Leah Story, every single one of their ten members dropped a giant deer. So then what have you guys have tried to do to to increase the participation or try to remind them it's like, hey, submit that deer, submit that turkey? Um, we do. I think this year we're going to try to um, possibly put out some more videos explaining exactly how to do it, what the time is, because people seem to pay more attention to videos and thick snippets like that and just posting the rules more um, during season, because a lot of us get really busy and we can get lax on like updating that kind of stuff, but just reminding people, Hey, if you want to win, you've got to follow the rules. You've got to post, you know, like buying the lottery ticket. If you don't buy it, you ain't going to win. You got to get your, get your submission in. (laughs) Perfect. I like that strategy here. My next question for you ladies is what's your competitive advantage over other contests out there in the market? I would say (laughs) our biggest pull is like, we the bowhunting league is 100 free yeah like you don't have to pay to join all you do is you sign up on the website you can join the group on facebook you get to be a part of a great community yeah create a new friend base and it gives you the opportunity you can trade hunts with other people right oh yeah we've we've had so many hunts traded through the group i mean yeah it's basically it we're networking other people are networking and okay so for example anybody can sign up uh for a contest and you know pay five dollars for a random contest but you're not connecting with any people you're not you know trading hunts 
you're not, even if you're on a team base, you're probably not talking to your teammates. You right. probably don't even know them before you got on the team. So here at the Bohine League, you get to pick your team, get to know your teammates. Actually, a lot of times, like my dear team, we've actually became best friends <laughs> and have, you know, talked a little bit outside of our deer contest and we'll like you know here and there like catch up so I again like we all said it's you're part of something and you make a lot of friends and it's it's a really great time that's awesome now how about this it just kind of dawned on me for the ones that uh, don't have a team or don't really have a connection or too introversial have you ever thought about like putting out there's like hey if you want to be part of a team but you don't want anybody We'll put you in a random drawing. We'll, sub, sub, we'll just randomly select three people to be part of your team. Have you guys thought about doing something like that? Just kind of overcome that uh, the introversial aspect of being vulnerable, asking like, hey, can I be part of your team? So last year, I played matchmaker to all the ladies in the group that were looking, <laughs> for, looking for teammates. Like I went through all of our threads. I just put like, I was like, any ladies that are interested in finding other ladies to to match up with just message me they would message me and i would just put them in a group together and God, we got you actually, several teams together like that she did and she actually got my mom into a team we did, did becca <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and we and i did help um several of the the guys too that were having trouble because a lot a lot of times people will post in the thread hey i'm looking for a team but they won't respond when somebody's like hey i'm also looking for a team so when you put them in a chat group, they kind of have to talk like they're either going to respond or they're not. And it, yeah. it puts people more in a smaller space. That way it's like, okay, I got three of y'all. Make it work. I got three of y'all. Make it work. I don't care if you don't like each other. Y'all just <laughs> go do something. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. And Make it work. I think that actually did work too. It helped. Um, I think, I think it really both. helped, especially with our ladies too. Cause um, yeah. Really, the demographic for a bow hunting league is 92% men and 7% women, like, right. sorry, and close to that. Um, and so there are some ladies that will hunt with their husbands, but a lot of ladies that are, you know, solo or whatever, don't feel comfortable, you know, being on a team with men that they don't know. So we just have big girls group and we just yep. put everybody together. And right. if even some of the ladies that are on teams with their husbands or stuff are invited to our chat groups just so that they have some other girls to talk to like while we're hunting because honestly it's sort of hard trying to get on a team with a guy if especially if you're newer to hunting yes. and you just want to be able to relate to a woman it's sometimes right. it's it's easier honestly and a lot of times our obligations as Lori will tell you with having being married and have kids and me have being married have kids we have a lot different ob obligations than a lot of these men do so right it's nice to be in a group where it's like if you get to hunt that's awesome if not okay, it's okay. <laughs> right yeah. yeah you actually have someone that understands yes yeah. yeah there's not that pressure to to perform to get a big dare it's like if you're lucky to get one that's awesome we've got you know we're going to celebrate with you and it's fantastic if not it's it's whatever that's why i fill the freezer before season even starts with a quarter beef <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to worry about it <laughs> don't worry i did my part <laughs> nothing wrong with that i really like that strategy i think it really brings people together because i think when it when you since you're the, mo the main demographic is men it's like 
we have that bravado, muchismo, uh, also is like something that people think that's like, well, I only have like a 130 class buck on my properties. And they'll feel like, it, they, like they should even participate. And I think that's where we, we have a lot of bullying experiences outside of the group that bring that, that comes into it. Not on purpose. It's just something that it just kind of happens from their from the outside of the group that it happens. That's just unfortunate. It's just. But I like the the strategy you you three have come up with to bring in that extra level and such. Uh, one person that came to mind is her name is Liz Ann, and what she does is that she has it's called um, Hunt LA, and she has gotten together and get puts together groups of females and gets them out hunting and stuff like that to get, build that stuff. She would be a great person to link up with. She's based out of Wisconsin. She's been on my podcast. Absolute doll. You ladies would love her because she is just a hard-nosed woman. She gets stuff done. What she says, she's going to do it. So recommend, highly recommend doing it. I'll put you guys in a, in a nice four-way conversation just to pick her brain to be able to bring it because she has her own network of women that she's successfully put in front of folks for their goal, whether it be big game, going down to Florida, hunting iguana, uh, going, doing, uh, yeah, she's done that. Yeah, she, That'd all be awesome. Group of ladies is doing it. Yeah. Like, it's weird, but it's a thing. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> the delicious stuff from what I understand. That too, that too. <laughs> My next question for you ladies here is what is what's the best compliment bow hunting league ever received? It would probably be have to be centered around our community. Like just how massive our community is and the presence that we have. Like if you go to outdoor shows, I guarantee you're going to find people from bow hunting league there if you don't find sponsors there mm-hmm. and just having a space that's dedicated to nothing but bow hunting i mean you won't find that anywhere else i literally just had a group of guys in the shop uh like mid january maybe december and they came in and they looked at me and they said thank you for being a sponsor of the bow hunting league they were like this is the coolest group we've ever been a part of and i have the opportunity Um, because one of the members on our shooting team at the shop is in charge of the second leg of the triple crown. Uh, I have the opportunity to haul our trailer to the shoot and set up. And of course, in typical fashion, the back door of our trailer has a big bow hunting league decal on it. So I make sure I leave the door up the entire time I'm there, unless I need something big out of it. And I have the banner hung up and I'll have guys come up to me and they're like, are you the bow hunting league? And I'm like, no, yes. I am a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Like, you should and, just be like, yes, I am. Bow hunting league. <laughs> and they're just like, the group is so awesome. And they just can't get over the fact that a local shop that they go to is a part of it. And right. they such a big competition. It. It's really yeah. cool. So I, um, I don't know when this comment was I don't even know what it was on as a post. It might have been a year ago. Cole and I talked about it, but it was um and I don't know how we got the backstory a little bit on this guy. This sounds a little creepy now, but uh <laughs> creeper. But he um <laughs> he posted a comment saying um you know thanks for 
everyone that is behind the scenes in the Bohine League, you have changed my life. And I think, um, and actually like people started replying to it and this is how we got the backstory. Uh, I guess the guy um, really hunted with his dad all the time and he passed and he sort of just stopped hunting. I guess he found the bow hunting league and he joined a team and he had, he loved his teammates and they, they're, I think they're still friends. And after, and they, uh, he said that they brought him back into hunting and, you know, being able that the, the bow hunting league actually changed somebody's life from, you know, hunting and then not hunting and actually getting their passion back for that. that just it's amazing that's amazing it is that's awesome then um next question here for you ladies is what's one question you wished i'd asked you oh gosh that's maybe um what our experience is being females in the bow hunting league because we are such a minority um but we have from my experience and i as you heard I have no experience hunting I have I very little I'm just starting out but I have always been treated with more than enough respect anytime I ask questions people are there to help me um they don't they don't put me off because I'm inexperienced they don't put me off because I'm I'm a female like any time like most of the things I have learned I have learned from bow hunting league and to me, like being able to come into a space like that and feel safe to ask questions and to post my, uh, my stories and not feel judged is fantastic. And I want so many other female archers to come into that space because I've talked to a lot of ladies that they have horror stories about trying to get into archery and just being treated so badly by men. Like, yeah just trying to get into it and it it's awful that they have that experience and so I'm like come to know honey league we uh <laughs> we welcome you we we want you to learn we want you to bring your babies we want you to teach them and let them learn like it's it's an awesome space for somebody just starting out it yeah. definitely makes a big difference having a lady talk to another lady yes whether it's in the league or outside because I know from like personal experience in the shop like I said I've been there for 19 years and I'll still have guys come in and they just look down on you oh, and yeah. they talk to you like do you really know what you're talking about and right. I look at them and I'm like if you really don't want to work with me go talk to one of the guys but they're gonna ask me the question that you're asking they're not gonna answer. <laughs> yeah. Like you, they need to realize that women are starting to become more involved in outdoor sports, whether it's bows or firearms or whatever. Yeah. Like we're not here to just stay home all the time and tend to the kids and clean and cook. Do all the wifey stuff. Yeah. Like we also want to have our own hobbies. Yeah, exactly. Like. I love whenever women come in and they come right up to you and they're like, we want to get fitted for like a new pistol, or I'm also a bow tech. So I'll set them up with their new bow and I'll go through everything and I'll explain it in a way that they relate to. Yeah. And to watch them fall in love with it is such a cool experience. Like to see their face light up when the 
first time they shoot a bow and it's like you're gonna love yeah. this it's gonna be great <laughs> and then they're shooting lights out compared to their husband yes. or boyfriend or whatever and i'm like yes i, I hate Full to accomplished. be like, yes. like uh, bias but i mean from what i've seen a lot of girls shoot way better than men do <laughs> it's a known fact we can control our heart rates better but for sure we have mm-hmm. to can you imagine imagine the carnage that would happen if we were not able <laughs> to control but ourselves? Like that. That's kind of why, like, whenever Ben approached me about wanting about the shop being a sponsor, I'm like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sponsor the top women's team. Like, yes. I want to. That was an awesome. She like the top women's teams got all brand new bows. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Fantastic. Yeah. It was awesome. I actually I got a hold of my Hoyt rep. I said, hey, this is what's going on go check it out. Can you help me out? They ended up helping me out on the back end with pricing. So that way, um, I wasn't, it was us and Hoyt. I ended up doing the same thing for the top trad team because you don't see oh my gosh. <laughs> the trad team get recognition right. hardly ever. Their oh. trad world is insane. Yeah. And, you know, I really wish that, um, when I was 16 and didn't really know anything about archery, but I had the interest that I had the bow hunting league, Yeah. because honestly, even if you are a teenager and you know, your parents support you and what you're doing, but they just, they can't help you. That's a great group right there to ask questions because someone's going to help you. Someone's going to answer what and help you in any way they can and you may end up finding someone down the road that you've known forever that's a part of it that can help yeah yeah and hopefully in the future if I'm, i'm really hoping that we can bring in some more um female run sponsors like prolis or you know just that we can bring in that can um support our female teams because i think once they see that we are supported here, that we have a space, that we will have a lot more ladies wanting to come join us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. We also have uh, here in Wisconsin, we have DSG. They are a female yes. focused brand. Love yeah. Them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Too. If we could get that, that would be great. You know, if you got a yeah. connection, that um, just ask them. <laughs> I don't have the owner. I think your status card. <laughs> I need to write an order with them anyway. So. There you go. Have you got, um, have you ever, have you ever met Seth or Emmy Baranowski? I have not. I can't. Seth was one of the, one of the guys who were charged for the, uh, Oh, I was thinking it was the, you were doing a shoot a random you just shoot here a couple of years ago i don't know if he's still in charge of it but he's a friend of mine but his daughter emmy she's 15 now and she's been really kind of blossomed into an archer and doing the s3da and going to state and stuff like that but she'd be a fun one to try to utilize her presence and her and her warmth and she's just so bubbly that'd be perfect for the bow hunting league and i'm sure Ben knows what I'm talking about. So uh, either way, I can, I can bring Emmy into it too, because she'd love to be able to participate and like that, like the get behind the mission you three are trying to achieve. I think it'd be a fantastic thing to do. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And honestly, there's, which we, we don't have a very big world, but um, I've not run across another female archer hunter that I do not like, or that is awesome to be 
to know just because we're in such a small space and we understand the struggles of being in such a small space. Right. Mm -hmm. And probably trying to, and even if we were to look at some of the larger female faces that are out there, I'm sure they'll probably ask for a, they'll probably ask for a check before they even mention your name in, in a breath. You know, it's like, I've talked to some of the guys that, that have interacted with some of the male celebrities in the world and they won't do anything unless they're getting paid or getting a cut or something like that or getting something out of it instead of being genuine about it because you know that's just how they've become so there's i could see that uh, maybe why some of well we all know the fem the top female ones out there why they haven't uh, jumped aboard yet moving on here where can people learn more about bow hunting league uh, we've got several platforms. <laughs> you just pick your poison. You can find us. <laughs> you can find us on. We got a website. We got a Facebook page. We got an Instagram page. We got a wild page. We got a Facebook group. We got we got all the things. <laughs> and um, we also have on. I think it's also on the Facebook group. We have a link tree and on the Instagram bio. There's a link tree that actually takes you to all the contests and all the other social media platforms that we are on. So you can honestly just click that link and wherever you need to go, um, you can click on those little tabs. And we, uh, <laughs> this is, this is all Wayne's fault. <laughs> and we have oh, an yeah. upcoming YouTube page <laughs> that Good. I really need to like crack the whip and get him to finish his showdown video. There will be a video of the showdown. <laughs> He just needs to actually get time to finish it because like having a two-year-old is by the time he goes to bed, we just want to go to bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is probably the longest I've stayed up in months. <laughs> Anybody that's in that joins our group can also just reach out to any of the admins or any, like you really can just ask a question in the group and it's like, Hey, what do y'all do? We have yeah. people do that. And yeah. All and if you don't personally want to just like, I don't know, post on the page or the group, you can also just instant message us too on Facebook yeah. or Instagram. If you can find us in the, in the bow hunting loop group, you could just search our names. You can yes. ask us too. Right. Now you just got to, now you just got to steal a, a bow hunting league, um, TikTok from Ben. I know he has one out there, but it's just, it, he just had the space so for bad. The only, the only downside is you can't post any animals you've harvested. I've gotten four strikes because of that. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. It's so hard and you have to watch the coloring and that is how people get away with it. But oh, it's yeah. very, you have to make it black and white. yeah, it's very difficult though. Cause then they still get, yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably and that's anything they posted on TikTok would be like comedy stuff. Like, right. Yeah. We about much. some funny things that we would, yeah. we would like to do. But. Oh, for sure. That on that tattoo is, is being able to get a group of people that have uh, the bow hunting league merch and then when they go to attack mount archery fest r100 i mean getting those i mean facebook seems to find that acceptable that seems to be my driving force of me just grabbing a grip a variety of my clips putting an inspirational quote behind it and then it can go from there so it works it just like that's the only thing i know that would work inside of our niche because it's like i i will warn everybody do not post dead animals on tiktok otherwise china will not like it but yes. oddly yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so frustrating but anyway well, I mean, I see, sometimes i can kind of see because some people really are not like tactful about that kind of stuff like they <laughs> They'll post pictures of animals just like 
sitting there suffering and dying instead of going and putting them out. And that can, that can look really bad on us. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's where for something like that, you'd have to have that, uh, media content come through your guys's and be mon edited and, and, and trimmed down yeah. with using like InShot or CapCut to be able to trim that stuff out and just kind of work its magic. Because I've seen some really good videos where you could see the animal fall down, but you don't see the discharge or you don't see the arrow, arrow. So it's yeah, like, right. there's, some, there's some really uh, mirror magical behind that. Yeah, for sure. What can uh, people expect from, the, from Bow Hunting League next? Um, so I know there's been a little bit of talk on changing, uh, how prizes are done. Um, I know for like us, we're going to be, I do believe the Pennsylvania top sponsor. So, um, we'll be distributing maybe not as big a prizes, but more prizes. So that way more people will feel included that way it'll help drive more participation yeah so maybe yeah. instead of the top 10 teams get this this and this it'll possibly be up to like the top 100 teams or the top so many teams of each state that we can find a top sponsor of right yeah that way and we have a lot we have a lot more sponsors this year too we brought on absolutely a lot of new sponsors that we're really excited about. And I think a lot of our members are going to be really excited to see um, the gear that they put up for prizes. I feel awesome. like um, mm -hmm. each year we are expanding and growing and getting bigger and trying to better ourselves and to get more participants. So I, um, good things to come for sure. Great yeah. to hear. That's, as fast as we're growing, that's why um, Ben finally had to break down and bring a team in because we're growing so fast and trying to keep up with all the moving parts is just I don't see how he managed it by himself for a while so right I'm really yeah, glad I don't know either <laughs> I created really decided to bring us on yeah I created a spreadsheet of sponsors that have been reached out to and ones that declined and ones that have accepted and I would say at least half of the list is 100% highlighted, accepted. I don't want to list any names because he hasn't 100% announced all of them yet. So yeah, because we still like even yesterday we got we were bringing on another one, so we're yeah. still every day concerts. a new one is getting locked down, and each year we do this. Every day we do this. It's just getting better and better. All we can do is go up. Yep. It's a great attitude to have. I love it. Now, is there anything we haven't covered that you want to say before we close out? I think we've covered pretty much everything. I think we did, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I, this was a great conversation. We came in at just over 90 minutes. So this is fantastic. Ladies, I want to say thank you for giving your donating your time for me tonight. Lori, it was great meeting you. Rachel, Becca, I mean, you guys are all a powerhouse team here. And I, I have some things I want to go over, but it, like some of the sponsors, some of the people that I've had on my podcast, you may already have a list. So I don't want to mention them just because you guys need to roll everything out on your own time frame. So this way then everybody right. can be prepared for it and such. And then is there anything, anything in the works to have like a, a meet and greet at like a TAC event, a MAF event, or anything like that, which where you can get a lot of people together at a facility where you don't have to put up the upfront cost. 
So we've actually um, discussed that um, a couple of times. And a lot of times that we do have people that meet up at TAC events, uh, outdoor shows. I think um, Ben usually has quite a big group that shows up if he announces it ahead of time uh, to each of those shows. Um, and then we've, <laughs> we've talked about um, getting a, a work group together to meet up one day for all of us to kind of actually meet in person and have like a showdown but just for people that work in the background so yeah. and we also have created um a meet thread ups. on our yeah. facebook of meetups so anybody from wherever if they have 3d shoots or any events they post on there and all a lot of people look at that and we'll say oh well i'm really close there and people right. will plan to meet each other Perfect. And my next rollout is it's an unknown. It's an app. It's actually called the Toxin app. And what he has done is Jeremy Fisher. He's been on my podcast several times. But what it is is that he has shops or archery events or 3D events all across the country where you can actually do all that stuff. And I think I should probably put Jeremy and Ben together to figure out how we can work simultaneously yeah. to try to drive more traffic to it because right. Jeremy's idea is to be able to get people to be part of it. But then if you guys could collaborate, make a pin drop for an upcoming event, man, that right. can really add an extra incentive to get people to show up. And then, hey, if you shine up and you and you found the event via Toxin app, well, here's a blank. Right. So this way you can give it away as a, as a door prize, just to say, Hey, it's yeah. working. The marketing's working. Yeah. That's a really one, awesome idea. Yeah. I know one that I haven't added yet is the IBO second leg of the triple crown. Um, it's actually in it's Franklin slash Dempsey town area. Um, but it is one of the big IBO shoots. So I know a lot of locals shoot it. A lot of people come in from out of town. I need to put it on that list because that's where I've met a few of members of the bow hunting league before. Those are the ones that actually came up to the trailer and asked if okay. we were, well, I was actually selling stuff for the shop. And one of my team, actually the same team member that runs that shoot, he has his own personal course. And I would love to set up like a shoot there. Um, my issue is, is finding like lodging that isn't going to break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, that is the difficult part. Yeah. Cause literally right up the road is a great facility. It's just making sure they have the openings for enough people. Right. But that is an end goal that both Wayne and I would like to try and sort out whether people bunk in other people's houses or <laughs> something <laughs> a lot of people in our group do that though they'll just like okay. they we have meetups all the time in the group okay. and like trade hunts and all that kind of stuff yeah. but it wouldn't be cool to like start having like even state meetups or you know mm -hmm. local meetups where you can meet um anybody from bow hunting league yeah oh yeah i do the same thing here at my place i open up the doors for people that, that are coming out of town that i want to have come to an hha usa event so this way, then they have a place to stay. It just, right. if, if they can make the commitment to drive, well, then having that place to stay is one less burden. And that right there could save them anywhere between 100 to 150 bucks for the night. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Man, this has been a fantastic conversation, you three. 
I am going to wrap it up here. So we, we've covered everything we want to talk about. Remember, there's link train all everybody. And plus, I'm always broadcasting about the bow hunting league. The best part is it's pretty simple to find bowhuntingleague.com. Go find their Instagram, their Facebook, and their website. You'll be good to go. And then, Wayne, it's up to you to get that YouTube channel going. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure at all. Just calling you out in front of everybody. It's fine. That's okay. <laughs> he needs it sometimes. It's totally fine. <laughs>